0: Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and the witch who cursed the world with Get in the Zone. Get in the
1: Zone, Auto Zone. That zone? That
0: exact zone. Oh, yes.
1: excellent. I'm Alicia Herder. I'm Tara Keck. On today's episode, Unicorns, Witches in the News, and a spell to cut a psychic cord. Snip, snip. Get out of here. Pow. Pow. Is it still cancer season?
0: Yep. Snip, snip. Snip, snip. <laughs> But anyway, this is um we are doing a podcast.
1: We are here. We are. We're just warming up. I've been up for two hours, <laughs> and here we go. She
0: she took time to come here. She brushed her teeth, put on deodorant.
1: Yeah, I did all those. I was like double checking. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. And that's all that matters. Is there a dog on the roof? Birds. Um, those are birds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't live in like a constant state of psychosis or anything.
0: <laughs> For a while, they woke. Us I up. would
1: be. I'd be like, is
0: <gasps> <It's> a <laughs> sort of a, a skeletal ghost clawing at the ceiling? Ghost
1: birds. Yeah. How do you know they're real birds?
0: That's, you If they go up there, I think there's like a space, like a gap. Because if you go up top, they're not there, but you can. Like it sounds hear them.
1: like your ceiling's going to fall in. No.
0: Don't fucking bring that to my fucking apartment. Don't bring that energy. Don't bring that. That sounds like a lot of
1: birds. <laughs> What's up, baby girl?
0: How you doing? I'm doing good. We're recording in my house again.
1: Oh, we're back. Well, a different house.
0: <laughs> this is a dip- this different. This is our. House. Okay, how many locations?
1: One, Three, two. Well plus the studio four plus the studio plus the downstairs of the studio five
0: five places. We're the
1: roving podcast.
0: We did try one time at your apartment, the
1: dark tapes. The dark tapes. I think we were gonna do Luigi or something there.
0: Okay, so but then that means also
1: Oh Marcel's old place too. Yeah. Six. Y'all need to join this Patreon because we just need to afford a place, you know? <laughs> like, this is
0: a problem. I need a closet. I could rent it. I could. <laughs> we could rent specific times.
1: One walk-in closet, really. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be perfect.
0: I did want to share something that we got on Instagram by a baby witch named Mari. Love it. So she sent us this really kind, sweet, this is exactly how...
1: You approach us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Not with your attitude. <laughs> This is an example of the perfect message. Mm-hmm. She says, "Hey, I love your podcast. I'm already."
1: We're like, "Okay, okay. Yeah. Keep going.
0: I was just listening to the witch fashion episode and I had a correction. Apologies if you've gotten this already." So, she's sorry. I love us, that. Sorry. Humble. The stomacher is not a jacket. It's like a It's a boned or stiffened piece worn underneath a bodice over the stomach. It's a separate piece that the bodice of a gown is pinned into. This sounds ridiculous. And I said, in my heart, I was like, I still really truly have no idea. And then she <laughs> sent us an image. Oh, she did? Good. Um, you can't look at now because it's been too long. But she did send us an image of like, this is what it looks like and this is how you use it. And I was just like, this is so wonderful. So for anyone that was listening to... Which fashion? Which fashion. You got your one
1: correction. And don't message us again. We really tried. You really we tried. tried yeah. I tried a lot. I tried hard. <laughs> I actually got, or Marcel bought me this beautiful book that has pictures in it called The Art of Drag. Mm. And on it, it has like different types of corsets and bodices through the years. And I was like, mother fuck. I literally could have used this for our episode. And then mm-hmm. I received it like two months later. And I'm just like, damn it. It's fired. Ugh. It's okay. It was good research, but it's just a little too late. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. And thank you, Mari. Thank you, Mari. So I'm working on a web series called ghost town and we're putting together a crowdfunding video and Mm -hmm. it's absolutely ridiculous so it was me like dressed up as a ghost wandering around new york city fucking crazy one of the things we did which i'm very excited to show to tara which means i will thus have to show to you guys is we went to a one of those caricaturists (gasps) at times square and asked him to do like a ghost mama It does not look like a ghost. Did you bring this it? Guy was so confused. Yes. Are you ready? I'm so ready. And you're gonna have to describe it in your like artistic manner. You okay, know? Okay. Okay.
0: Because she was like, I. She comes in today. She says, I have something to tell you. Yes. And but you, I want to show you on the pod.
1: And it's charcoal. So you know. He tried to upsell us the frame, and we were like, we do not want a frame for this. <laughs> it <laughs> is okay. This can get ruined. So we are not keeping it. Well, I paid fifteen dollars for this. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Come on. the camera bitch let him hear you (laughs) i was like i just wanted to be a ghost i was like maybe even if you like add some like fat lips or like some titties on the ghost or something you can make it like truly ridiculous so instead he this man was so confused and it was like 11 p.m on a Mm -hmm. saturday night Mm -hmm. he was probably stoned but that's not a ghost Ghosts don't have feet if they're like um, puppy feet this man i kept trying to put the ghost costume on and he was like no 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 not necessary and i'm like i want you to draw a ghost i don't want you to draw me <gasps> it was like the craziest i've always wanted to sit for a caricaturist and this was the craziest like five to ten minutes of my life
0: he signed it okay so i'm yes upset that you did not want this framed because it is quite <laughs> exquisite <laughs>
1: You can keep it if you want, if you're really moved by it.
0: I am. A, I'm very moved
1: because it is a haunted object.
0: <laughs> okay. Baby witches. Listen, I'm looking at a piece of what seems to be art. <laughs> some kind of rune. Um, so it's my understanding that he really wanted to capture Alicia's eyes and Alicia's nose. Peeking through a ghost costume. I feel like normally it's just the eyes when you put a sheet over the top
1: of your body. And which we were like, you don't have to do that. Please don't. Yeah. We probably ruined this man's like art form, you know? Like he's like, I'm an artist and I come over here with this request and it got bungled, yo. It like does not look good. What is the hair?
0: Okay. So we're going to get to the hair, but first (laughs) I want to talk about the lips,
1: which are like some kind
0: of fucking Sanrio hello kitty nightmare scenario a little
1: jinx from like pokemon it is
0: very jinx and it also reminds me of the jinx the The serial killer (laughs) that i'm going to be taken and cut into tiny pieces and put into a trash bag which is what this ghost is wearing (laughs) and on top you can tell it's a trash bag because it's ripped open and there's just little hair coming out the top of it okay so it has he heard titties
1: Okay. Titty, but I don't see titties.
0: No, I think that's what's on the side. Oh, the titties move. <laughs>
1: they're <laughs> like, not arms. They're like little tits.
0: They're little <laughs> tiny boobs. And underneath is some, also some sort of like Sanrio Hello Kitty feet. Like maybe this is one of Kurope's friends. And then I do need to let you know that the ghost
1: does have a tail. What?
0: That's what that is. That's a tail. Why
1: does it have a tail? Maybe that's a sheet in the wind. You think it's a? It does look like a tail. It, because he made it shorter
0: at first, and then decided to make it longer, and it looks kind of
1: like some kind of beaver tail. We showed him pictures of Casper. We were like, "You can literally draw this," and he chose. I I don't know art. He chose art. A vision. A vision. <laughs> but here's the, the problem is, is that what is this surrealism? <laughs> this is
0: avant-garde avant
1: it's dada at
0: its best but so Alicia <laughs> you can tell there's such emotion behind Alicia's eyes as she pleads with the caricature artist please don't draw this that's I'm-
1: really I didn't know what he was drawing you know like they have it away from you mm-hmm. and Marcel is just like looking back and forth and I'm like mm-hmm. and I'm kind of just like are we done yet? I just wanted like a line yeah. with like a little wavery underneath to be like a bad version of a ghost. You get $15. It's bad. I don't care. I did not need this much detail. I'm a very simple visionary. <laughs> I ordered the simplest of fries. And you have given me chili- With bacon. Yeah. You know, I don't need this shit. Chili, onion. No. No, thank you. And
0: their sweet potato. But this is, I mean, not what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a tongue. I'm, in a- I'm excited for all of you to see it. Because my favorite part is that he made an initial choice, which were were some of these lines, and then erased it. Yeah. And then made another choice, which is just the same choice, but bigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, 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 I, the titty arms, they got to be
1: this size. Oh, my God. People were, they would look at people passing, because this is in Times Square. They would see the picture. They would see me burst out laughing. <laughs> some of them even, like, mouth to me, like, it's not good, really. <laughs> And I'm just like, it's okay, it's fine. I'm just smiling at them like, it's okay, don't worry about it. It doesn't have to be good. And I was like, ooh, the depth. This is his art. He does this professionally. He signed it. He signed signed it. I wouldn't have signed it. it. I don't think he wanted to sign it.
0: I think I will frame this.
1: (laughs) I really do like it. I'll tell you more about the Ghost Town web series later, but I just had to show you this work of art, honestly.
0: I can't. It's look, I have to turn it around. Okay.
1: Marcel was like, I don't want it in our house. He wanted me to just throw it away in Times Square. And I was like, no, someone somewhere will love this. And that person is Tara. And that person is Tara. Okay. So today's topic is about unicorns. Why? Why is it about unicorns? Why? How did we get here?
0: Well, so remind
1: me, please. We were
0: going through the list of ideas. Yeah. Because we were planning the rest of the year mm-hmm. up to, I believe, yeah, totally to the end of the year. And we didn't want to do too many sabbats and we had to save all of the spooky shit for October. So we were like, okay, let maybe let's do some creatures. And we were looking through the creatures and it seemed like unicorns. It's pretty thick. It's pretty, in, like, intensive. I feel like we didn't cover enough. There were sort of aspects of it, like, socially that mm-hmm. I wish that we could have gotten to more in depth and even stuff that had to do with like alchemy oh my like God. doing a kind of crossover that which which we didn't get into but i think that we're just getting desperate for content no i'm kidding no i'm kidding
1: we have so much more to do yeah i think it, it was definitely too big for a vaults of the obscure episode which is originally what it was so it would have had to be three and that's a little tiresome i do have to say yeah so here we are talking about this horse with a horn and please <laughs> Go ahead, take like, it away, Tara.
0: I think it'd be really funny if we um, we just bleeped over every time someone used the word horse, <laughs> because it is such a vile, an <laughs> un- upsetting creature.
1: The horse or the unicorn? The horse. Oh, unicorns. The
0: horse. Unicorns. We're gonna get into yeah, sort of can be many things. So I really love this quote by Jorge Luis Borges, which I am now realizing that his name is Jorge Borges.
1: Jorge Borges. <laughs> I love this quote
0: from his book, The Book of Imaginary Beings, which says the first version of the unicorn is nearly identical with the last. In its simplest terms, the unicorn is a land mammal that walks on all fours similar to a horse, goat, or deer with a single horn coming out of its forehead. Little things change, for example, the shape of their tail, feet, the color of their coats, and the length of their horn, their horns.
1: The their
0: herns, and I have written here because they're showers, not growers. Yeah. But if you see a quadrupedal creature with just one menacing javelin on its head, it's probably a unicorn. And, and, baby witch. You might be getting ready to DM the witch's Instagram. Like, Tara, did you forget the rhinoceros? To which I say, planet Earth forgot the fucking rhinoceros, Kelly. There are
1: 27,000 left on the planet. Okay, guys, you know, this is how you do it. You're like, hi, ladies. I love the podcast. (laughs) I'm sorry if it's already been asked. But did you happen to forget the rhinoceros? I mean, a lot of us forget the rhinoceros, (laughs) to be fair. And I just want to make sure that they're covered because they are like kind of cool, you know. To which we would be like, thank you. Oh, and attach a picture of a rhinoceros.
0: Just just to make sure we know what you're talking about. Exactly, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Because sometimes I do need to get drunk before I go into the DMs. Yes. Because sometimes they're scary. They're not scary. You guys are great. But just calm down. I'm not even through the first paragraph. Oh. Okay. We're going to get to it. So unicorns. Back to unicorns. They aren't always equine in appearance, which is a- I
1: hate that word.
0: Fancy word for horse. I know. (laughs) I wonder why I hate it. (laughs) Ooh. A great deal of the time, they're described like tall goats, which I guess is just a horse with a goatee. Oh. Ass-like, which I know means donkey, but seems rude. (laughs) And quite regularly, they're likened to the dainty and doe-eyed
1: deer. I love deer. Oh, deer. They're gorgeous. Be quiet. Quiet. Like, unassuming. No one's riding them. Mm -mm. Not rude. No. If it ran over me, it'd probably hurt, but not kill me. No. I love deer. They didn't kill Superman and give him brain damage. Did a horse do that? Yeah,
0: an actor. The first actor for Superman ever. Oh, my God. Murdered by horse. It was that easy?
1: Yeah. The horse came out tonight. (laughs) Just horse. Yeah. With
0: a knife. Well, actually, deer scream. Have you ever heard a deer scream? No. They sound like women. <gasps> like a woman's like oh. screaming in a movie. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so sad. The original description of the unicorn comes from 400 BC from Titius in his natural history book called Indica, which translates to On India. Not the weed. Not the weed. Which describes them as wild asses, fleet of foot, which means fast, with a horn that measures 28 inches, that's 70 centimeters long, which is red at the tip. Black at the center and white at the base, with a white body, purple head, and blue eyes. It's Lady Rainicorn.
1: Purple head. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. You it's know, very whatever. It's You know, how whatever. sometimes <laughs> all the blood rushes <laughs> to the head. Like well, I don't, I don't fucking know.
0: Now we couldn't squeak by here without mentioning Pliny the Elder. Rest in peace, our volcano boy. He also wrote about the unicorn, describing it as the fiercest animal, which in the rest of the body resembles a horse. But in the head, a stag. In the feet, an elephant. Ooh. In the tail, a boar. I guess. And has a deep bellow, a single black horn, which is three feet long, much
1: longer. Oh my God. Than
0: 70 centimeters. That projects from the middle of the forehead. And they say that it's impossible to capture this animal alive. Jesus fucking Christ, the birds. These birds are insane. <laughs> <laughs> You're having a bird
1: situation. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> This is like, you know, all the pigeons come and lift Pigeon Man and he flies <laughs> yes. away. They all live on your rooftop. This is wild.
0: They also talk about how this fool will fight elephants, like the unicorn. With, with their
1: elephant feet.
0: with And their huge horn. And they'll launch the elephant into <gasps> the air.
1: Into space. <laughs> yeah. Space elephant. They'll just
0: fucking punch him with their fucking horn. But, which is like, you don't need to. Elephants are nice. Elephants, they can get territorial
1: sounds like unicorns can too
0: which i really feel like if we all just sat got along yeah you know talked about found found common interests yeah we all want
1: we both have elephant feet
0: (laughs) we have a lot in common so you might be hearing this description and think maybe this sounds like a rhinoceros (laughs) a what (laughs) a what a who never heard of them now we can't talk about the unicorn without talking about the chilin, which is the Chinese unicorn. If you're familiar with Kirin, the beer, you might be familiar with their namesake mascot, the mythical chilin. Okay, so the chilin is only kind of a unicorn. They're also kind of a dragon. And they're also kind of the most extreme vegan ever because it won't walk on grass in
1: case it kills it. What does it walk on? The, the sidewalk. <laughs> it <does.
0: laughs> and it uses its blinkers. Some articles... I read said that the Chilin will wait for a plant to die naturally of like old age.
1: That's lovely. And then eat it. That's so pure.
0: It was first mentioned in the 5th century BC, the Chuan, a narrative history of political and military events in China at the time. It's described as having a dragon-like face, the most fucking divine eyelashes ever like better than your fucking lily
1: lashes okay a big beautiful beard so this is like a drag unicorn like an androgynous drag unicorn exactly okay
0: huge tits
1: gender fluid we don't care (laughs) we don't
0: care huge feet the body of a deer or ox cloven hooves like the devil and of course a single (laughs) giant antler now these badass golden beauties may sound ferocious yeah but they're actually quite gentle they don't eat any living things. Like I said, they don't walk on grass. They actually walk on clouds and air instead. It like oh, okay, not sidewalks. Not side. Well, I don't know if they had sidewalks in fifth. 50- no, I don't think they did. <laughs> they had roads. The river. I don't know. I don't know. They are defenders of the innocent and foretellers of great and benevolent leaders. Like if you go back and like read sort of like the ancient history of Chinese leaders, it's considered very sort of prestigious and to have been visited as an infant. Oh. Now, a Qilin, is it a unicorn? Kind of. The Qilin existed in Chinese folklore and legend before dusty old Pliny was a twinkle in his Pliny dad's eye. <laughs> and sometimes they are depicted more dragon-like with two antlers instead of one. So who's to say that the unicorn isn't actually a Qilin ah. instead of the other way around? And the Kirin beer isn't even Chinese beer. It's Japanese beer. Oh, Gotcha. <laughs>
1: You set them up to fail. Yeah,
0: The cannon comes out. (laughs) Which leaves the question, are they real?
1: The unicorns or the chilin? Either. I believe the chilin are real. Why? Okay. Because they don't have to be around anymore. And who am I to yuck someone's yum? They're yummy, yummy. They're yummy, yummy. And they sound so sweet. I believe, like, in this world, at the beginning of this world, Mm -hmm. everything was nice for a second. (laughs) Just would... one second. Everyone got along, and then the world flipped, and everything was awful.
0: Well, I'm sure. Okay, so shit's going on
1: yeah. in the oceans, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Fucking wild, always. But then, the only thing that was on land
1: for a minute was plants, and I bet that was great. I bet that was lovely. Like, Until you get like some wild fern or something that's like, hey, hey, hey I'm gonna take <laughs> over more. <the water." laughs> You're like, that. oh, calm, calm down, dude. You don't need Poland. No, please. Okay, so
0: here's the situation. the original guy that wrote about the unicorn. Yes. Did live in Persia while writing Indica, which is that fancy book that he wrote. Not the weed. Not the weed. But when you look back at a map of Persia and India in 400 BC, those boys, I'm pretty sure they're not in the same
1: place. (laughs) Some Pangea situation. Yeah, yeah, You're like over there, far left,
0: like who
1: the fuck knows.
0: Which means Aetitius was likely writing his account of India from second-hand, possibly even third-hand accounts from other people, which is something that a lot of artists and historians did at the time because, like, you can't just go to Africa. You can't just go to China. That makes sense. You can't be
1: everywhere. There's no transportation.
0: So writing historical and scientific accounts of faraway places often happened via conversations with travelers on the Silk Road. Mm -hmm. One theory is that the description of the unicorn is, you guessed it, Patreon witch, chaos. A misinterpreted description of the Indian rhinoceros. Kind of mixed with an oryx. Mixed with maybe some glitter. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just some fun. Just yeah, just a little bit of summertime fun. Anyway, so another theory is that artists may also be
1: partially to blame. Those damn artists. Okay, I
0: want you to close your witchy eyes. Okay. You're wearing some boots. Boots. You've got some jodhpurs on. Those are like the pants that are puffy at the thighs. Thank you for telling me what they were. (laughs) Okay, got it, got it. I saw the fear in your ghost eyes.
1: They're (laughs) clothes!
0: And you've got some gloves and a little brush because you are an archaeologist.
1: Mm -hmm, Professional. mm -hmm. Professional.
0: And you on Earth, uh, terracotta pot on a dig in Italy or Egypt or the Fertile Crescent Mm wherever, and you brush away the dust and the dirt, and you see it's covered in some kind of Narrative design. It's got people on it. They're like eating grapes or some shit. Gorgeous. If you had to sort of describe stylistically, like what does this pot look like? How are those figures drawn?
1: Oh, they're very like in the chase lounge. They're lounging. Mm -hmm. There's one, someone's bringing it on the platter. Another Mm -hmm. one's just
0: like, drop it in my mouth,
1: bitch. You know, something like that. That's Mm -hmm. the vibe I'm feeling.
0: So if you guys were here, you would see that while Alicia is doing that, she's miming them and she's always in profile. Mm-hmm. Yes. the whole time very 2d so you're seeing all this fucking shit from the side oh. so when seals of the indus river valley showing up in greece or you go to fucking apadana in iran you will see creatures in profile that are bulls that are oryx that are people and it looks like they have one eye and one <laughs> ear and one fucking horn <laughs> I don't know how to
1: draw 3D. I don't know.
0: Exactly, exactly. And people were people in Greece were just supposed to be were like
1: a unicorn. Sold. Easy.
0: Now I have a theory I have a couple issues with this theory. So if a civilization was doing figurative work around this time, like on a wall, I'm not talking like, you know, contraposto is like in style right now. People mm-hmm. know how to sculpt the human body out of marble. But if you're doing a kind of relief mm-hmm. where it's in the side of a building I'm or a like, temple <mumbles> exactly yeah you're doing all that shit in profile because it takes way too much time and you have a lot of
1: sort of stories and, and there's some artistic liberties maybe in profile too you don't have mm-hmm. to actually show the fear in their face you're like ah i don't know as is this the- great poison <laughs> uh who
0: cares as the aztecs like launch another baby into yeah. <laughs> the fucking pit of fire um so when these images start showing up all around the world there's already sort of this existing acceptance that like the world is not populated by one-eyed, one-eared monster people, you know? Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. that you're seeing something from the side, like, okay, everything's in, in two dimensions. And it doesn't really make sense to me that that logic wouldn't translate to like images of deer. Ah, oh, I see. Because I feel like they'd be like, oh yes, the horn is just on the other side.
1: <laughs> it's, just, it's
0: on the other side.
1: <laughs> there is a second one.
0: It also didn't help that unicorn horns were showing up all over the black market.
1: Okay. Because once the story
0: gets out, people are like... I want that. There's money to be made. Yeah. One of the reasons that the horns are, like, so sought after is that
1: these horns have powers. Ooh, magic.
0: Magical girl powers. This is why we're talking about it. The horn of the unicorn is what I like to call the lactate of the medieval world. Okay. In the sense that it is a purifying force that can take any liquid and remove any poison it may contain. There are stories of unicorns dipping their horns in poison lakes and rivers so that other animals could drink safely. That is lovely. They're so thoughtful. That is so cute. If you're thinking, damn, I gotta bring a whole ass fucking unicorn with me to the ball to protect me from usurpers? No. Oh, okay. As humans are wont to do, unicorn horns
1: often arrived at the ball without the unicorn <gasps> attached to them I feel like it shouldn't work like that should be how magic works like if it's mm-hmm. not on the living creature it shouldn't work anymore like Rapunzel you cut her hair and the hair is useless yeah it's it's dead hair <laughs> come on
0: gross <laughs> gross they were hollowed out and used as cups which Ex- I, excessive I guess makes it easier than like putting a horn in your cup like a little umbrella
1: oh but that's cuter <laughs>
0: big three feet <laughs> I'm here for the laughs. Plus, you didn't have to use the whole thing. Unicorn horns would be ground up and used in unguents or tinctures to cure epilepsy and stomach pains. Mm. Now, if you're asking, if you're about to come into the DMs once again, the lesson of this episode is: don't message me unless you're Mari.
1: You can message me; it's totally fine. If you're asking,
0: did unicorn horns actually show up to dinner parties? The answer is some
1: kind of horn something showed up there's a horn here
0: (laughs) and i we can't take it to the lab yet
1: no there are no labs
0: it's just more likely that they were poached from narwhals (gasps) now narwhals they are a medium-sized whale
1: beautiful
0: that are in the same family as the most beloved beluga
1: so ridiculous looking
0: what we think of as a horn is called a narwhal's tusk because it's actually a huge protruding canine tooth. Oh, and sometimes the other one grows and then they're like little pincers. It's like
1: those babies that are just like just getting teeth but they look fucking ridiculous. Oh. Why is it never a back tooth? Baby teeth. Also there's like there's a phase of baby teeth where you look like your child's in a horror film yes. anytime they like laugh or scream and you're like, "Ah!" Yeah. Mm-hmm. why we're all gonna die like a scary country pumpkin yes it's like put some braces on there baby
0: braces <laughs> bleach it bleach it a narwhal test can grow up to 10 feet long which is three meters mm. which just seems like it would be really
1: cumbersome it's very excessive these horns this yes. horn situation regardless like the unicorns the narwhals all of them seem just like a little too much honestly <laughs> they might be lying Are we exaggerating the size of our horn over here? Mm. I don't know. Send me the horns in the DMs (laughs) and I'll take a look for myself, okay? Take sir, it didn't happen. Exactly. So I'm going to talk about the lore of the unicorn. And before I get into this very frustrating topic, I have to tell you why it's frustrating. Because I don't know. I want to take everything if my okay, backing up. All right, we're coming back. We're coming back. If my mom can believe in QAnon, I can believe in unicorns. So I'm just trying to go at it with an optimistic attitude. Like, yes, they exist, but the research is hard. The research is very difficult to give me concrete answers about unicorns. But I'm here, like, red stringing everything together just to understand what happened to Chantal. (laughs) What is happening here? According to this wild-ass website called Unicorn Yard, unicorns can be found anywhere in the world because they live in the wonderful realms of the imagination, which I found very unhelpful. That is
0: not scientific. That's not academic. There's nothing academic here. This is not MLA
1: format. No. So looking up information about unicorns on the internet is one of the most baffling experiences of your life because it feels like this time loop or this like, black hole or alternate universe that you go into there's lots of theories and allegedly there's lots of facts concrete facts but it's all like one line information like unicorns eat berries okay okay i can get behind like some horse-like deer-like thing can eat berries that's fine what kind of berries if we can figure out the berries we can figure out where they live and then we can find (laughs) them but no one tells me what kind of berries they eat so you see where it's like I'm here to investigate, and they're just not giving me enough. She's hungry. I'm hungry for this. All the information just contradicts itself, and it's driving me crazy. So if I'm normally at a five, I feel like I'm at a 12 right now. I'm very
0: amped up about this. Her face is red. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's it's like hot good. in here. It's really hot. <laughs> She's like, oh, God, Um, the Dursley, the dad from the Dursleys. Vernon
1: Dursley? Yes. Yes. In
0: every book – It's just like his
1: red face. I wonder if that meant he was like drunk or something half the time.
0: I never considered that as a child. Neither have I
1: until this moment. But also he could just have been hot. It was always summertime.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It could also be, I mean, we're hearing all of this from Harry's perspective.
1: Yeah. Harry is an unreliable narrator. Yeah. So whatever. Maybe he lived with a nice family. Yeah. And he was just an orphan and had a lot of angst projecting mm-hmm. it's okay anyways unicorns have been known to live in forests and you know i bet no one's shocked by that statement one source believes unicorns to live in the deepest part of the forest where no light comes through which i think is weird but whatever no light darkness. yeah like the, just the darkness the darkest parts of the jungle or something i'm like sure maybe i don't know and then do you want to know what this website literally said after saying that unicorns hide in the deepest parts of the forest? Then they go on to say that unicorns can live in meadows. Meadows. There's like no fucking trees in a meadow. It's really bright. You could see them on Google Earth. Exactly. Fields of flowers, minimal trees, not even enough trees for a unicorn to hide in. It's like where do these fuckers live? They could be very sunburnt. They could What are they doing? I mean, that kind of makes sense. You have like forests, meadows, maybe not the darkest part of the forest, but like that's kind of what we were envisioning anyway. And, you know, they eat horse things like hay and flowers and berries, like things that would grow there. So get ready for this one. Like buckle the fuck up because this one made me mad. It said that unicorns can also live in mountains, which that that part's fine. That's fine. I can you know, I can kind of get behind that. But it said, what do they eat in those mountains? They eat the top of rainbows. What does that mean? How do you do that? You can't. can't. So I looked it up. You did not, thank God. I typed it in. I typed in, can you eat a rainbow? And so this is where the conspiracy comes in.
0: The red strings drop from the ceiling.
1: Exactly. In the past two to three years, scientists and nutritionists have been encouraging parents to have their children eat a rainbow of colors of fruits and vegetables. Which means making any and all unicorn research about how to actually eat a rainbow basically null and void. Because eating a rainbow now means eat a bunch of different colored fruits and vegetables.
0: So you, it
1: is impossible to separate the It research. is impossible to separate these motherfuckers. <laughs> I feel like the government's out to get they me. They are after you. I am. I know too much, you know. I did find one book called Can You Eat a Rainbow? Which I was like, this guy knows. And I don't know, I couldn't buy it in time for this episode. Is it about the actual science of eating a rainbow? Or is it about fruit? But I do know the little boy on the cover looks smug as fuck. Like he knows something that we don't know. (laughs) He is holding fruit. But also, it might be the scientific diagram of how to eat a literal rainbow.
0: Okay, here's the thing though, is that you can buy one, but you can also buy a six pack of this book.
1: I don't need that. (laughs) I only need one of the answers unless it's hidden in the books. Who, I don't know. Who knows?
0: You have to Who line knows? the books up. Okay. So I have a question though. Yes. Okay. If rainbows are actually just reflected light. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> and not. Allegedly. <laughs> some kind of um, protein substitute. Mm-hmm. If rainbows are just the wavelengths of light separated into their separate colors, which is the visible spectrum. Got it. Got it. And what else sort of consumes light plants boom are unicorns just a kind of sentient white
1: killing plant that eats rainbows
0: well yeah because they're eating the rainbow because they're just eating the light or second question if unicorns are at the tops of mountains eating rainbows are they eating colors that we don't even know
1: about they must be that's that, it that makes that makes a lot of sense they're hiding we can't know everything <laughs> we're only human
0: it's like we're keeps, not aliens keeps humans sort of on the rung on the ladder of civilization so that we don't become too powerful and take over the universe star trek style yes
1: so then part of the lore research was how do you catch a unicorn let me tell you about the current conspiracy around looking up this piece of information. If you type in how to find a unicorn, now you are sent to polyamory websites and Reddit threads because a unicorn is also the name for the mystical third lady who joins your bedroom for a male female sex life and, you know, like brings the spice back. But you see, like all these unicorn things, they're being buried mm-hmm. beneath these modern esque things. And I'm just like, what is happening here? By progressive progressive people who want us to eat our fruits and vegetables there is something afoot <laughs> it's fleet of foot the world is not what it used to be and if your question is okay but how do i get a third in my bedroom i heard okcupid is actually like a really good resource for that yeah yeah. that's yeah. what my sources say so i got asked a lot yeah apparently you can choose like a, there's like a function now where it's like if you're in a polyamorous or like monogamous relationship you can just like put it out in the open mm-hmm. and even like tag your partner's profile it's very interesting So anyways, not about that. The best theory on how to catch these little demons is to set a bear trap and hide in a nearby cave. Because they like it dark. Waiting, listening, crying. No. And finally, vengeance will be yours. Which is actually not a good, you know, thing to do. It sounds a little aggressive. The second best theory is you set your local virgin on them. Like, out of bear traps, find a child. Any child. But it has to be a virgin. No it the clown situation here. Like get a parent's note that it's okay for you to use their little virginal kid to go capture a unicorn. Like be polite. Consent, you know. Mm -hmm. All those good things. And pay the child for its time. Are you allowed to do that? I think the child might have to be a volunteer. Okay. I don't know. Look into your local child labor laws. I am not here to advise you on that.
0: How do child actors get paid? Oh, the parents
1: probably get paid. There's like a whole like bank account set up for them and everything that they can access when they're 18. Very weird. It's very intensive. The virgin theory comes from the 7th century scholar, Isidore of Seville, who wrote, The unicorn is too strong to be caught by hunters except by a trick. If a virgin girl is placed in front of a unicorn and she bears her breast to it, all of its fierceness will seize and it will lay its head on her bosom and thus, quieted, is easily caught. You know, meaning like it's gonna like suck milk from her titties. Yeah. I'm just thinking like horse teeth, gross. Unicorns have to have like teeth, right? I I don't know. I'm sure. If a horse like ever tried to like bite my boob, I would probably never come out of my room again. <laughs> like I can't even like That honestly sounds like the most horrific thing that could ever happen to me. Pull the shades down. Exactly. But this is interesting because isn't the hallmark of being a witch is having like a third teeth where your familiar suckles? So in this instance, they're not saying the virgin is a witch, but they're comparing the virgin breastfeeding to how baby jesus feeds from the virgin mary's breast
0: so witches are actually a kind of pseudo virgin mary archetype
1: yes but evil
0: but evil so the
1: virgin mary gone wrong
0: and that the demons they suckle are kind of like
1: satan baby things
0: yeah oh my god weird
1: it is weird that's fascinating and it's also like wait you want this horse to suck my breast because i'm a virgin and that's pure Okay. You horny dick. have some weird bestiality things happening here. I don't know about this. And unicorns are actually littered throughout the Hebrew and Christian Bibles, which I found very interesting. In the Hebrew Bible, they're called Reem. And in the King James Christian Bible, they're literally just translated as unicorn. They didn't want to use another word. They're like, ah, you know, for the masses to understand. The unicorn. Here are some wild Christian unicorn lines. Numbers 24-8. I feel like one of those like, Suburban moms from Indiana who are like, I believe in Jesus, blah, 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 blah. Psalm the scripture, and I'm just pulling out unicorn lines.
0: Yes. <laughs> Get that tattooed on the inside of your exactly. arm. Exactly.
1: It's just like one unicorn. God brought him forth out of Egypt. He hath, as it were, the strength of an unicorn. He shall eat up the nations, his enemies, and shall break their bones and pierce them through with his arrows. Very intense. Like, okay, calm strength down. Strength of a unicorn. Yeah psalm 22 21 save me from the lion's mouth for thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorns I don't know what it means are they like listening as like a in the horns is the unicorn blowing into a horn if I talk into a seashell and you're listening through a unicorn horn can you hear me yes yes and then isaiah 34 7. And the unicorns shall come down with them, and the bullocks with their bulls, and their land shall be soaked with blood, and oh, their God. dust made fat with fatness. And I was like, couldn't choose a better thing to say than fat with fatness. <laughs> I was like, of all the words, rotund. I was mm-hmm. just, it just felt a little lazy there, honestly.
0: I mean, King, what was it? King James, he translated that whole thing himself.
1: Who is this motherfucker?
0: He's the one that brought, that translated the Hebrew Bible into English for the first time. And he made all of these fucking decisions. Ah. And so he probably. He just fudged a little.
1: Yeah. He was like, I only know like six words. (laughs) So we're just going to do our best over here. It's okay. Also, these are all seem very violent. Yeah. And not cute. No. So this is like where that masculinity of the unicorn comes to play, which is so interesting why it's like. Oh, but the only way to catch one is this, like, very, like, gentle, soft approach by, like, a young girl.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that's really where, like, the dichotomy of, like, the ma- the masculine and female energies for unicorns comes in. It's just very weird. And now, of course, it definitely feels more feminine than anything. Extremely.
0: Also to think of, like, as female bodies as a kind of bait.
1: Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, we only recently got rights. <laughs> We've been honeypotting from the very beginning. Exactly. So that makes that tracks, honestly. That seems the most realistic historical thing that has tracked this whole time. I also read somewhere, though, that two unicorns were supposed to be on Noah's Ark, but they were having too much fun hanging out with each other that they forgot to get on the boat. I've heard that story. I just forgot. And I don't really know, like, what to do with that information. I'm really, like, at a loss. They're just like, well, we'll get the next boat. <laughs> like, bish. Oh, <laughs> We leaving at 8 a.m. Get the fuck on. Ridiculous. And now we have unicorns in pop culture. Biblical times, you know, were a while back. So we're going to move on from that and talk about what unicorns have been up to in our current pop culture. Myths of the unicorns have persisted for centuries, but there is a British nursery rhyme that talks about unicorns and it goes, the lion and the unicorn were fighting for the crown. The lion beat the unicorn all around the town. Some gave them white bread, and some gave them brown, some gave them plum cake, and drummed them out of town. Which I was like, weird, interesting, I don't know. But the United Kingdom's royal coat of arms has a lion and a unicorn on it since 1603. And it is believed that in the nursery rhyme, the lion represents England, and the unicorn represents Scotland. So basically, it's a nursery rhyme about bitter foes, since Britain had a tyrannical reign over Scotland. And I would say I don't really know that much about the internal feuding of the UK, but I do love gossip. So hit me up with that kind of historical gossip. But it's very interesting that it's like, we're just going to teach our British children about this cute lion-unicorn story. And of course, we're the lions because we're the victors, baby. It's like, okay, weird flex. Hopping over into the late 1800s. Lewis Carroll features a fantastical version of this unicorn and lion in his book, Through the Looking Glass, in 1871. So now we're getting to the modern pop culture stuff. In 1940, Disney's Fantasia came out, which showed unicorns and a unicorn donkey in the Pastoral Symphony segment of the film. I don't know why unicorn donkey, but I mentioned it and I was like, kind of rude. You should just call it like a small unicorn or something. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you trying to differentiate it? Wait, is that... Does it look like a donkey?
0: It is a donkey. With a horn. With a horn. Oh. He just wanted to like fit in. Yeah, he did. Oh, he is
1: adorable.
0: So cute. Continue. Sorry. No, that's all good. I'm really caught up on this (laughs) fantasy. Like, wait, wait, wait. What a vision has come to me. (laughs) Listen, listen, listen. I have approximate
1: knowledge. Back up. (laughs) The Last Unicorn by Peter S. Beagle came out in 1968. And it was a worldwide bestselling novel about a unicorn who believes she is the last of her kind in the world and undertakes a quest to discover what has happened to the others. And the timing of that is really interesting because I was like, why did this get like international acclaim? Like, it sounds cute, you know, and I haven't read it personally, so it could be really good. It almost sounds like too cute. Mm-hmm. But the timing of that, that was the same year of the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. and JFK and which has also been noted to be one of the most turbulent years in America's history, thus connecting my red strings that all these unicorn things are connected. Mm -hmm. So escapism at its finest? Quite possibly, you know.
0: Mm -hmm. It could also be that in the last unicorn movie, the other unicorns are being held at bay by the Red Bull and like this king, this like Mm -hmm. white king, and they're all being held at the edges of the sea. And that the idea of like a, large male oppressor
1: mm. Mm, yeah be. and that's just the united states history i'm sure other shit was going down in 1968
0: no there isn't there's no no one else was around
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was just us
0: Vietnam it's all
1: good our parents were alive i guess i don't know the 1980s should really be known i think as the decade of the unicorns because the last unicorn film adaptation came out Dungeons and Dragons features a unicorn called Uni. My Little Pony features three unicorns known as Moondancer, Majesty, and Glory. She-Ra's horse turns into a unicorn in She-Ra, Princess of Power. And a unicorn is even part of the Care Bears adventure in Wonderland. And the animated spin-off, The Real Ghostbusters. Oh, we coming out. I know, like media is like coming. They're like, these unicorns are a great idea. Let's do this. And we should definitely take a moment to talk about The Last Unicorn.
0: Oh, we're going to talk about it? I thought that we had talked about it.
1: Yes, I've just rewatched it.
0: Okay, okay. This is one of my favorite films. Really? Up. It's very scary.
1: Scary is an interesting word. Tell me more why you think it's scary.
0: I mean, The King. It's like, so visually. Oh, he's very creepy. Visually, of the 1980s, a lot of like children's movies are sort of extreme. Yeah. It has like these elements of like horror that are just like seem way too adult for children like so oh, there's yeah. the what's it called the carnival of mystery or whatever yep.
1: with all the animals that yeah. are captured
0: yeah they have the only real creature besides the unicorn is this like harpy yeah and harpy's got fucking tits on it that are oh like, yeah they were sh-
1: swinging tits oh
0: yeah yeah and there's just this ever-present terror of like death and like capture i feel like throughout the entire film I mean, there's talking skeletons that are drunk and can never be satisfied with wine. And there's a living tree creature. He was one of my
1: favorite characters. (laughs) The tree creature was crazy. I think about that tree a lot. I have thought about it every day since watching the film. So maybe like four days now. I don't think I'll ever be the same. It's over. You are the tree creature. I am. She lives in you now. Yeah. Yeah. It was just kind of a wild film to watch. And I had seen it once before. And I think I knew it was wild. And just rewatching it, it was like yeah this is on a different plane Mm -hmm. this is weird i love that uh michelle pfeiffer voiced it oh didn't wasn't it mia Farrow? nope you're right fuck i love that mia Farrow voiced it yeah (laughs) it was just like such a like demure like very soft-spoken unicorn and it's like bitch you're one of the last structurally that movie makes no sense it doesn't it's just like some hunters go into the wood and they're like you're the last unicorn take care of yourself never leave the woods and she's like what i've just been hanging out by myself but i'm the last one it's like bitch where you been what have you been doing before this hanging out with that butterfly that is so that butterfly was the most unhelpful character i've ever run into (laughs) when watching a movie he's like here's some riddles and here's Maybe a piece of good information. But I loved him. He was like the antagonist for a second. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. This is the enemy. This is the this enemy. This is the final boss. Actually, when you watch The Last Unicorn 2, it is fighting the butterfly. There's
1: like The Last Unicorn 2?
0: No, I'm being serious. Faci- oh my sarcastic. God.
1: I thought you were being serious and I was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. <laughs>
0: okay. It's too much. Question though.
1: Yeah. Answer. Spoilers.
0: Do you turn back into the unicorn at the end? If you are the last unicorn and you save all the other unicorns. Yeah, the bitch was depressed.
1: She had to become a unicorn. Again. Yeah. The guy was pretty hot. Mostly his nose. But <sighs> Great nose. Great nose. Great like one hair. of those like Adrian Brody, like your nose got broken kind of shit. Yes. Like excellent. Yeah, I don't think she gave a fuck about that man.
0: I don't think she really But did. I like that,
1: you know. She just played him along.
0: I'm using you to my
1: own ends. Whatever. Kill a dragon for me. Which I'm not about her being like Oh, I just can't remember anything in my human body. she That was the most dramatic moment. She gets changed into a human. Uh, you guys, It's ruined for you. So if you haven't watched it, it's too late. She gets changed into a human. And it's like worse than death. Yes. And I'm just like, damn, I'm a human. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. I, like, I took it as kind of an insult. I was like, oh, shit. This is what we're doing day to day is worse than death. I mean, for
0: an eternal creature like the unicorn, who doesn't feel regret, because at the end of the movie, she says, I'm the only unicorn that is ever and will ever feel regret.
1: But what does she feel? I didn't understand that. I was like, what do you regret? You got turned into a human, but you couldn't do anything about it.
0: I think that her regret is turning, though she feels like she made the right choice, she's going to miss that fucking foxy prince.
1: They didn't even kiss, though. You know. Yeah,
0: but it was the eighties. Nobody was kissing. We just learned about BJ's like in two thousand five. That's true.
1: That's very true. I'm still learning. <laughs> a, a, student,
0: forever <laughs> what, a student. What does that mean?
1: And then, of course, unicorns have been part of the media frenzy ever since. Like, who can forget YouTube's like early YouTube's Charlie the Unicorn, and then that incredible game, Robot Unicorn Attack. Wonderful. Wonderful. Fantastic. And I wanted to end this unicorn segment by telling you some true and fast unicorn facts that I have learned from the internet from doing this research. And these are undisputed unicorn facts. Like they were on multiple websites. So get ready. When two unicorn families meet, they express great joy and travel together for weeks. Very cute. Facts. Facts. Unicorns live in groups of four or five what was this last unicorn i don't know what the fuck she was doing this is why i'm so confused
0: she's like a girl that goes to a bar with all of her friends and then goes she's like hold on i'm I'm gonna go to the bathroom and And they
1: leave yes (laughs) yes (laughs) they're like you know georgette we like don't like her we should go don't pay she'll pay and you leave ridiculous The head of the family is an elder unicorn who is hundreds of years old. And I just like knowing about the family dynamics, so I'm like, yes, elder unicorn. The unicorn's eyes are sky blue or purple. Okay. Sure. Unicorns can be of any color, from jet black, brown, to a dazzling gold. Ooh. Oh.
0: Gold unicorn, purple
1: eyes. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Muffin Humps is the world's oldest unicorn. And you know I did research and I could find nothing about Muffin Humps. So who decided this? How is this a fact? One word. One Muffin Humps. And it doesn't even really describe a unicorn or anything. I'm like, who named it Muffin Humps? Did it name itself Muffin Humps? And also world's oldest. Is it still
0: alive? (gasps) Yeah, is it oldest living?
1: Where are they hiding? It can't be the first. Where are they? In
0: the mountains.
1: In the mountains, eating the rainbow. And a baby unicorn is called a sparkle. That's cute. Oh,
0: that's adorable. We're ending with an
1: up. We're ending with an up. Do you have any final thoughts on unicorns? I mean, do you? Because this was... This was a lot for me. It was. It was a lot. I liked how in the last unicorn, someone called her a horse and she was like, I'm not a horse. And I was like, okay, good. You know who you are. You know who you are. You're not a horse. I don't want you to be a horse either. None of us want any horses here. No. So as long as we're on the same page, that's fine. I really just think there's a bigger conspiracy going on (laughs) about these unicorns. And someone's hiding them. Probably the liberals. (laughs) And it has become my mission to figure it out.
0: Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have trapped the unicorns (laughs) at the edge of the sea.
1: (laughs) (laughs) and we have to release them (laughs) it's like unicorn gate instead of pizza gate yeah we have to find them
0: i am okay there's a lot of horned creatures Mm -hmm. in the world indeed and it just makes sense to me that maybe at some time there was but we haven't found any skeleton no skeletal
1: remains Mm -hmm.
0: so that's i guess sort of
1: But would its horn just like pop off or something when it died and you wouldn't see the horn? If it looks like a horse, I'm sure we found skeleton remains of horses. Exactly.
0: Of course. I mean, it could be how like, you know, when dinosaur, they started digging up dinosaur bones. They're like, look at these crazy lizards. And now that we're finding like more mummified remains, not like actually mummified, but like, you know, remains that are showing that these dinosaurs had fucking feathers. Like if the horn is made out of keratin, it's really possible that perhaps, you know. It's just gone. It's gone. And so you would have no... Way of knowing mm-hmm. that all of those horses that they found in the Indus River Valley were actually unicorns. Yeah. And we don't know. And what was his name? Tushius? Tishius? Yeah. Was telling the truth. And we should just all listen
1: to old dead white men. <laughs> let's do that. Let's just do that. It's easier that way, isn't it? Good <laughs> <We could>
0: all. <laughs> let's just all zone out. Z-
1: zonk out. Yeah. Like, don't give a fuck. I don't know. I am curious if it's like, you know, the Bernstein Bears versus Baronstein Bears. Mm-hmm. If unicorns maybe hopped into that Baronstein Bears universe when, you know, the universe, not collapsed, but.
0: Well, when it did have it, I mean, what, it like switched. It switched or it something, like, yeah. It like, like an egg, mm-hmm. a fertilized egg split into two.
1: And then there are unicorns in the alternate universe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. Or if they're eating colors that we can't even see, maybe they're a color maybe we can't see them i mean
0: maybe they are the reason
1: maybe they're everywhere
0: we shouldn't be calling it the mandela effect the, it's the fucking unicorn effect the unicorn effect. they are the illuminati keeping the colors and universal health care from the masses <laughs>
1: <laughs> we must find them we must find them i will figure it out you guys i'm on it i'm on Who's, it give me 20 years so i'll be like haggard and <laughs> yeah crotchety and crazy, but I I will have found it.
0: Do you ever think about how great it would have been not to be born as a woman like 200, 300 years ago? Yeah. But to have been born 200, 300 years ago and you could just be – if you were a pseudo sort of mildly educated person, you could be a scientist, an expert, and like basically anything. You could spend your entire life and get funding from fucking Harvard or whatever to study –
1: you mean the last hundred years, not 200 years? When was. <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe early 1900s women could have had like more leeway. But before that, I No, oh. if you were born a man, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Oh, if we're. If we men. separate, we're yeah,
0: we are Great. dudes. Great. Alex and Terrence. I had not
1: that name. Alex? I like Terrence. Ugh. I like Terrence. I think that's a good name. Alex sucks. Yeah, what would you be? I'm Terrence. You're. Uh, maybe just Al. Al and T. Just going about our business. Mm-hmm. Dicks in hand, shaking other people's hands with the other one. What a good life. So much potential. Anyways, let's continue on. Which is in the news? Ooh, this one's real. We're not in the mountains. We're not in the mountains. This is research. We're here in Tara's apartment. I don't know where those birds went, <laughs> but we're here. We've got an Aubrey Trail update. Ooh, juicy. The disappearance and murder of Sydney Loof by Aubrey Trail and Bailey Boswell has peppered her witches in the news for the past year. In Aubrey Trail's statement to the court, he recanted his earlier claim that Loof died of erotic asphyxiation during rough sex and admitted that he strangled her with an electric cord, as prosecutors had alleged. So, you know, it's not going well for you, dude. No. He said he tied up Loof and killed her because she freaked out. Fucking dick. Fuck you. When he told her about his lifestyle, which included defrauding antique dealers and group sex with Boswell and other women. She was scared of antique? Oh, that's what he said she was afraid of. She was probably like, you're going to murder me. Yeah. And steal my tongue. Yeah. And heart. Fucking psychopath. Yeah. For Aubrey Trail, the court had found him guilty of first degree murder and improper disposal of human remains back in October 2020. And now they have decided their verdict. On Wednesday, June 9th, a panel of three judges in Wilbur, Nebraska, sentenced Aubrey Trail to death. And so for those outside of the country, 27 states in the United States still have the death penalty in place as a punishment. So if anyone was like, that's crazy, then welcome to the U.S. We kill people. We kill people here. According to the Des Moines Register, however, Nebraska reportedly does not have the resources to carry out death sentences at this time. So Aubrey Trail will remain in jail awaiting execution.
0: And just live in forever until that-
1: they get it, or I don't I don't know. <laughs> That's past me. <laughs> That's heavy, yo. Let's put that one down. Let's put that down. It's just that shit's crazy. And I'm so not about the death penalty, but this guy is insane yeah and disgusting so we're gonna move on to happier things you can get your own spooky off-the-grid cottage because there's one up for sale right now this doesn't involve death at all no right now we're good baby so are you looking to buy a little witch cottage one that's a tiny black witch house tucked away in the woods yes then artist annie owens has you covered baby After seven years in the making, she created this little cottage inspired by her own works and the house depicted in Grant Wood's American Gothic. So this is the little pitch for the house. Exquisitely built, tiny Glinda the Good Witch cabin in the woods. Privacy, views, hiking, a writer's or composer's dream space, set above a running creek at the bottom of the canyon. This is a perfect getaway from which to explore the forest, the Sierra foothills, the nearby Fair Play Wine District, and of course, Lake Tahoe above Placerville. The house is entirely off the grid, so no worries about rolling blackouts in hot or stormy weather. Listen to the wind in the trees, the birds, and watch for wildlife. The storage shed is large and serves as a place for lots of stuff. Enjoy being there as you view the property. So it is pretty cute, but I don't think that this property is for me personally. It's a single-family home in Somerset, California, and it's up for grabs for two hundred ninety-nine thousand dollars. But it is quaint and it is cozy. And if you've ever lived in New York City, you know quaint and cozy means it's fucking small. It's
0: very. T- I'm looking at it now.
1: It is only three hundred square feet. That it's is cute, so small. but it's so small. <laughs> a writer or composers, keep it tight. Keep it tight. You, one desk. Single-family meaning just one of you, really just one person here it's so cute though it's very cute
0: single family as in single person yeah
1: right it's like i what do you i don't know what do you expect hold on i'm looking through she's getting the research she's looking at is this worth the move or not
0: okay so it's got a little shed so it looks like when you look at this image it looks like it's two stories it is a single room with a loft then that's where the bed is i hate that
1: if you look like a two-story house i want you to be two stories because i never had one growing up i want two stories i want stairs
0: i also want to know okay so it's 17 acres okay so you could build out i suppose
1: i wonder if you're allowed to or if it's like a work of art and you're like you have to keep it a specific way for a certain amount of time
0: if i'm spending
1: three (laughs) hundred thousand dollars
0: on this little on anything fucking shack that you built because you're a fun quirky artist Mm-mm. i'm gonna do whatever I want.
1: i'm gonna rip it up yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna fucking build condos i am fucking apple i am google <laughs> i will change this and make it in my name this land is my
0: land and it's also my <laughs> land from california to the new
1: york isle i don't know you can move if you want
0: i don't want to move there because I am afraid of fires, and it is in it is it
1: is in the fire district. Yeah. I thought they very strategically did not mention that. Yeah, I there heard Lake Tahoe. Lot of fires recently.
0: Yeah, I heard Tahoe, and I heard Sierra, and I was like, "That f- fucking Fair Play wine district not gonna be there for in a couple years." Exactly.
1: Yeah, and I mean, in terms of like a house, three hundred thousand, not a lot, but also like for three hundred square feet, that seems like a lot. Can you just push the cottage? into the ditch like in spongebob yeah
0: just push it somewhere else you keep the house yeah Anne or whatever your fucking name is what's her name annie i remembered well yes keep the house i just want the land and i'll build my own nice little cottage
1: that could still get destroyed by a fire yeah yeah but at least it's yours that's true And our final story is Witchy Lady Teaches Judgmental Tinder Date a Lesson. Oh, we love this. Oh, I love learning. See, I brought you down for the first story. I'm uh, just trying to give you better stuff, you know. (laughs) Get us away from this unicorn shit. It was the beginning of all online dating. A woman named Megan Elizabeth matched with a man named Trevor on Tinder. Already, you know, he's probably not for her. Trevor. They set up a date at Panera, which is excellent. If basic, but, you know, I love a good Panera. This is a daytime date. It's a daytime date. We're probably in the Midwest. It's okay. (laughs) And right when it felt like everything was going well, Trevor made it weird. He told Megan to come to the date looking pretty and to not show up looking like a goth witch or something. I mean, maybe she had some, like, gothy photos or something on her Tinder, but I'm like, that's a little extreme. Why are you telling her anything? Yeah, don't tell me what to fucking do. I haven't met you. I don't know you. He went on to say, I don't like that. Oh, okay. Because we care about what you like, Trevor. I don't know you. You're taking me to Panera. Exactly. Megan, being a woman of the world who understands that a potential partner should never tell you how to dress, especially not on a first date, decided to dress as a goth witch. Because what else do you do in that? You're like, oh, yes, I, I have to make it work with this man who seems very judgmental and mean. Also, I'm difficult. And yeah. he needs to know now. And he needs to know. If you're not on board, stay away. And of course, that was Trevor's worst nightmare. Megan showed off her smoky eyes and black lipstick in a TikTok video before heading to Panera. She got there first, all according to plan, and texted Trevor, you know, found a table. I'm here, found a table. A few minutes later, Trevor texted her back saying, I literally just saw you walking by. All girls are the same. I asked for one thing, for you to look pretty and not dress like that. I'm not coming in and being out in public with you like that is so embarrassing. Trevor, you're a little bitch. You're as
0: fucking, are you joking? You nasty, baloney face.
1: You drove 15 minutes to this Panera and you're not even going to go inside and just have an awkward 30 minute date? I don't know, fucking coward, you know? And thus, Trevor never went inside the Panera, and he went home to masturbate into his pillow and write his manifesto crying about how no woman loves him besides his mom. And we all know, his mom doesn't love him either. (laughs) She would love for him to move out, though. Ah. Sorry, Trevor. And Megan had a lovely time at Panera and enjoyed her meal by herself reveling in the power of a good fuck you.
0: I love Megan. Megan's my
1: type of fucking Thank you, Megan Elizabeth, for bringing us joy and for telling... People who suck that they suck. Trevor's everywhere. There are Trevor's everywhere. They are a pandemic. <laughs> an epidemic, They're I may say. They're in the say. meadows. They're in the woods. They're on the mountains. <laughs> They're especially on the mountains. <laughs> They're hiking your trails. Get them out of here. And that has been Witches in the News. Thank you. You're
0: welcome. This is an extremely informative and darling...
1: Last two stories. Yes.
0: <laughs> I am glad, though, that the... Um, the bad is. Guys... We have reached some kind of end game. Yeah, me too. Okay, so now moving into our final segment, which is the spell. Love it. This is something that um, if maybe you've been dating a Trevor for Ooh, six months, gross. and he's got his little Trevor claws in you, mm. what needs to happen is that as you're coming into the next sort of area of the pandemic, which is the opening up if you're in America, to do a kind of cord cutting ceremony. So yes. this is a very simple... It's a very basic cord cutting ritual that you can do and you can spice it up however you want. Ooh. So I would see this as the bones and then you can sort of take on whatever kind of razzle dazzle unicorn ungent that you want. Love it. This is what you need. You need five things. I guess you need six things. You need yourself. Oh, important. You need two small pieces of paper. Got it. Black string. We'll find it. A ruler. We'll also find that. A pair of scissors. Got that. And a black
1: pen. Oh, I got that almost have everything
0: so so you're gonna do you're gonna cleanse and ground you're in a nice safe space you are at home perhaps you are in the woods because we're not burning anything Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. very safe secluded and calm next what you're gonna do is you're going to take your pen and you're going to write your name on one piece of paper imagine the energy of your base self okay who are you without influence or connections to other people i'm a bad bitch <laughs> she writes that alicia bad bitch marie yes then on the other piece of paper you're gonna take that paper put it to the side you're gonna take your other piece of paper and write the name of the person that you want to disconnect from you're also welcome to write whatever feelings or energy that you want to release with them their power over you their judgment their anger never here's a big deal never let the two pieces of paper touch that makes sense set them on opposite sides of your altar of your space one on either knee now take your ruler that you found and your mm-hmm. black string that you also found and your scissors you need to cut the string into increments of nine so nine is a kind of banishing number mm-hmm. so i would recommend 18 inches 27 inches don't do nine inches it's too short okay 18 yeah think 29. unicorn think long yeah bigger better the queen is gonna love this Mm -hmm. this is going to symbolize the rotten cord that they've tied between you roll up the piece of paper containing the other person's name like it's like a little message in a bottle cute and tie one end of your string to it to keep it close and set it to the side again we're really not trying to do a nunchuck situation where they're touching each other okay is very separate this person is not connected to you Quite yet. So now then you're going to roll up the piece of paper containing your name, like a little message in a bottle, and tie the other end of the string to keep it closed. Now you have a nunchuck situation. Excellent. And you're going to throw it at that person. You're going to find them. Then you're going to get in your car. Okay. (laughs) You're going to choke them out. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're in fucking Taken. (laughs) No, 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 (laughs) violence. Okay. So string... Two pieces of paper, they're tied, it's very cute. You're alone in the woods, but you don't feel scared it's daytime. <laughs> now, here's an opportunity for some fancy. These scissors are going to be used to cut this psychic cord, like the fates and Hercules. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: If you want to rub them with some kind of banishing herb, charge them with your own energy. Put them in the fucking freezer so they're cold as ice. Ooh! The only important thing is that these fuckers are sharp. When you're ready, and hey, yo, you might need to take a minute to be ready cut that
1: string right down the middle and bye-bye bye bitch
0: bury the two pieces of paper somewhere far apart
1: different continents if, if you, you can, can. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you are in you're on the canal in what was it panama canal that's panama the canal. one that connects uh, the atlantic to the pacific oh yeah yeah, yeah. and that's it and i hope that, that you feel safe and that you feel loved and cherished as much as i love and cherish you i want you to no matter where you are in your life to know that you are a good person Yeah. And you deserve good things.
1: You do. And you can always DM us. You can. Okay. (laughs) Be nice if I'm sensitive. And if you have any ideas of where these unicorns are hiding, like definitely DM us. Because I'm like, I'm tracking this. Got my eyes on this shit. We would like to thank our producer, Marcel Perez, our creative director, Mallory Porter, and Kevin McLeod for the music of the intro and outro that we use each week. I'd really like to thank anyone that has left us
0: reviews on any website. Someone did tell me that iTunes is going to come down. And and then I did realize that it's actually Apple Podcasts that we need you to put the reviews on. So it's very confusing, to be fair. They shouldn't have so many apps. No. But that's why they're taking
1: over the world. Um, If you want to find Alicia, where are they going to find you? You can find me on Instagram at Alicia period Herder. That's my name. And if you want to find Tara, where can we find you? Tara. Keck. That's not my you Instagram. You will not find her. It's not me stop pretending it's someone else
0: no 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 you can find me at her lovely face that's my art instagram or you can find me at underscore little moss that's my sort of private instagram and i just see if you're following uh alicia or which
1: yes and you can follow the podcast which yes at which yes that's our only instagram that is yes which yes not which yes. yes one nope not the witches. yes no nope. it's i which is yes no 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 if we dm you it's probably not us <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing outreach no no we also have a Facebook group called Witch Yes the Facebook Coven you can just join that that's easy and we have a Discord as well and you can find that through the link in our show notes if you don't like social media you can always email us at witchyespodcast at
0: com. if you do have an Instagram share an episode in your stories tag us and we'll feature you in our stories you do have to tag us so that we can share it we're not taking screenshots I, I don't even know how to do that it's very confusing <laughs> And then finally, if you're like, I love this community, I have the Instagram, I have the Discord, I have the Facebook, you can find us on Patreon. Yes. Because obviously you love this podcast and you might want to have it every week. Ooh. So $5 Patreon witches and above are getting two extra episodes a month, which makes this a weekly podcast for them. They also get access to some really cool stuff look out, you know, looking out for goodies, fun contests, free shit. And then ten dollar and above get access to our close friends list and more. So they get what do they get? They get they get the the show notes. They get the show notes
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and
1: more. They get more. Okay.
0: <laughs> and they get the show notes and they get more. Yeah. And this has been which yes. yes. We have dolly in the studio today if you hear panting we have to do the episode over again it's, it's impossible to get out impossible
1: we are in this loop of torture and that's going to be okay
0: dolly go lay down
1: go lay down she's just so excited to be here honestly she's excited that you are here because she did she peed on the step she was very excited which i actually think is a compliment and more of my friends should pee when they see me
0: Do you think that maybe people are peeing without you knowing because they're so ashamed of how excited they are?
1: Oh, that's so sweet. I love that.
0: (laughs) I lift up my dress. I'm wearing Depends.
1: That's literally why you're wearing a dress. You're like, (laughs) I just need to make sure it hits the floor and it doesn't stain my dress.